This is Jeopardy! Couldn't hey. do a show. <laughs> couldn't do a show about TV theme songs without including a tribute to the late great Alex Trebek and Jeopardy. I, I I agree. I'm with you. Alex Alex Trebek started doing Jeopardy. We were still in college, my man. Uh, I believe that. I've seen the hairstyles and the <laughs> mustache changes. Yep. Go through the process. Yep. Um, but I, when we talked about game shows earlier, I did. I liked him when he was on High Rollers. I, I remember that, yeah. Free Jeopardy. Uh-huh. Well, just so people remember who we are, you are George Chapel and Keystone. This is George and Keith Musings. We talk about pop culture and the things we like. And today we like TV theme songs. Yes, we do. Um, and quite a difference between... Uh, your list and my list. Um, and I apologize if the audio is not perfect, but we're uh, experimenting with uh, getting the songs uh, actually on here instead of just talking about them. So I think it'll be better for the audience if it works, and I hope that it works. Well, let's 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 hope. Here's hoping. Okay, and also I haven't given out the email in a long time. Hopefully we're getting some new listeners. Um if you want to contact us, the best way is at gkmusings at yahoo.com. And uh, we'll answer them if we can and ignore them if we don't like them. <laughs> We're good at that. Right. All right. Okay, so I'm going to play the songs first, George, and then we will uh, talk about them. Okay. And I'm going to play my number 10, which sounds like this. So that's Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, by John Sebastian. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Who uh-huh. was the front man for? The Love and Spoonful. Oh, George. <laughs> stealing my trivia. Oh, I'm sorry. Who yeah, who was he who's good. he the front man for? Love and Spoonful. Yeah. It was a song, the only song I can remember them is this. They did that good love song, right? That was that was the raspberries actually. Uh, Love and Spoonful did uh, "Summer in the City." A couple others, okay. I don't know. All right, All but right. whatever. Well, okay, I bet you didn't know this. That song actually was 
number one on the Billboard charts for one week in 1976. I'll, I'll be darned. Must have had a lot of sweat hog listeners out there. Absolutely. That show ran from 75 to 79. Yeah. Now, your number 10 uh, sounds a little bit like this. What song is that, George? Well, that that song, uh, you clearly played the, the longer version of it, and many of our listeners might have been wondering what that was, but it is the theme to Breaking Bad. And what, what I really go for in a theme is I, I like a song to really set the mood. And I, I think that song really just, it, it was really a great mood setter for the, the dark show that Breaking Bad was. And... Uh, and you know the 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 hook to that song is that right at the end where it goes bow bow <laughs> and when I got to that man, I was ready for me ready for some Breaking Bad when when, get, when we got to that point. So that that song makes my list. yeah yeah. So that that just got me right in the mood for Breaking Bad, and that's what a good theme song does. So that's my uh, ten. Right. Yep. Okay, mine number nine goes like this. No attention to that. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's the Adams family. Yeah. As, as you can see from my early songs, I like I like to be reminded of what the song is, what the show is all about. And uh, that's also great if you like snapping, man. That that shows for that songs for you. They are on point, don't you think? Yeah. Yes, they are. Um, so when the, the when you hear the deep voice, you know, neat, sweet, and petite, that is actually. Ted Cassidy, who played Lurch. Oh, okay. So, not Very too good. Many people. 
Now they released that song as a single also, but it did not chart. So <laughs> but you know that's like what what's one of us when we were in second grade didn't like to change the words to that song though and say the Adams family started when Uncle Fester farted. <laughs> every yeah. right? Every every You're second right. grader sang that song. You're right. <laughs> okay, this next song was your number nine and my number seven. Okay. And uh I won't okay, I'll just play it. Okay. Yes, those those were the days indeed. So your your number nine had family in the title, as mine does as well. All in the family. Uh, you know, the one thing you got to love about that song, you got Gene Stapleton, you know, screeching off key. They, they certainly didn't worry about about you know musicality and making it a pretty song, but it was it was uh, Archie and Edith just singing about how how much they loved the old days. And you know, trying to struggle and, and fitting in, in in the new world, but maybe my favorite part of that song is right at the end when they say "G, our old LaSalle ran great," which I think a lot of people thought was, "Who the hell is G R O LaSalle, and, <laughs> and, and why did he run great?" But it wasn't. They were talking. They were saying there it was a car called a LaSalle. G R old LaSalle ran great. And I kind of like that because my my dad had a LaSalle back in the day. So he my dad could could actually say that once upon a time. Very good. And yeah. some other things that, about that song is there was the show was on from 71 to 79. They did six different performances over the run of the show and changed them. Yep. Um beginning in season six, Edith did not wear her glasses anymore. Oh. In uh 1972. That song charted at number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. And for all the music lovers out here, Gretchen, your wife probably would appreciate this. Yeah. Um, that song can be played on all black keys. No kidding. I'll be darned. Did not know yeah. that. So, okay. but you know, speaking of of the different versions they did, the, my my favorite version is when Archie when he says welfare state, he goes didn't need no welfare state, and you can say he, he just <laughs> he just it just really ate at him when he's when he sang that line. So I love that. They had some serious New York accents. Yep. There. Okay. Okay, to my number eight. Forget about your care, it is time to relax and 
Well, I, I think I can see uh, some some hot little country babes like sitting in a in a tub somewhere. That's right. There were more curves when you got to. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the, one of the this is a theme in a lot of my songs. Uh, the producer of the show, Paul Henning, was a co-writer of that song, so they wouldn't even hire uh, outsiders to do their song. Oh, saving money. And um, Flat and Scruggs, which we'll hear more about, uh, they they did one version of that song, but I wasn't hearing a lot of banjo in that one, so <laughs> I don't think it was there. All right. Okay, so you, uh, let's see, that was my number eight. Yeah. Your number eight. Oh, okay. We're not going to do your number eight because <laughs> you got it ranked too low. <laughs> Come on, flatten so, Scruggs. I know. <laughs> so we're going to skip that for now. Okay. <laughs> um, and we'll go to your number seven. All right. I love it. Barney Miller. Love Barney Miller. That song holds a special place in my heart because we that was the one song, uh, the one actual TV theme song that we did when I was in stage band back in high school. And uh we didn't have a we didn't have a good trumpet player, so the uh the the solo was actually played by uh a sax player. Not me, by the way, because I wasn't good enough, <laughs> but it was uh a fellow by the name of Randy White. So Randy, if you're out there anywhere. Uh, we're, we're, we remember you for, for your great solo in the Barney Miller theme. Yep. So I'm noticing a trend, George. You don't like words in your Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I, you know, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it goes back to my days as, as a band geek. I, I wasn't in no choir. We didn't sing songs. We just, we just played the music, baby. And, right. uh, so, you know, I, yeah, I love a, I love a good instrumental. Outstanding. Okay. That was your number seven. So. We're going to go to my number six.
So that is the Jefferson. Yes, it is. Um, and that was a hip song. Now there was 35 gospel singers sang backup in that song. All right. And um, if you ever watched Good Times, there was a character on Good Times called Winona, played by Janae Jones or Janet Jones. She is the singer on the Jefferson. Oh, she's the lead singer. Okay, didn't didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Well, and so, and also and, also had the the great phrase "moving on up." Has he? Have you ever said the phrase "moving on up" without ever saying "to the east side"? Never. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Okay, here's another one of your favorites, and uh, I believe there's no words in this one as well. Let's see. Oh, you get the gist. Oh, yeah. That's now, that's, that's, you know, that's some classic early 70s funk. And, and who, who do you think of when you think of early 70s funk rather none other than Bob Newhart? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The guy's out yeah. of control. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just another example of a great, uh, great instrumental song that set the mood for the show. You see Bob is he's walking all through Chicago with his little hat on and he's he's and you got this great theme kind of breaks down to him to kind of a slow little 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 riff in the middle of the song and and and, and strong but uh but just another one of those songs would be just a lot of fun to play for a for a band geek like me. Yeah, and then when you told me it was a the Bob Newhart show, I had asked guy, you know, which Bob yeah. Newhart he had a he had a triumvirate of them with all right, he had the Bob Newhart show, and he had Newhart, and then he had Bob. But I went with the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, here's my number five, and I went animated this time. Oh. So gay. We old will have time. a gay old time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Flintstones, baby, um, they're on for sixty to sixty-six. That was the first animated series that was on in prime yeah. time. I, I think I did know that. Yeah. And uh, the famous uh, team of Hannah and Barbara that did Yogi Bear and uh, the yep. like did the yep. Flintstones. They were again screwing the writers they did they were two of the three writers no kidding song. well and yep and then uh 
They did a Flintstones movie and the B-52s covered that song. I think I remember that. I think it was John Goodman and, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, oh, I like this one, George. You're number five. Um, well, let's just yeah. play it. Finally, some words. <laughs> Oh, what heights will hit, uh, man! Talk about talk about a great cartoon theme like you had with the Flintstones. Certainly, those of us that grew up on Saturday morning cartoons remember that one, with the whole parade of of uh, Warner Brothers characters marching across the show across across the screen, and and it gets yeah that was my oh, favorite yeah. part that they did that in order yep. by height. And then, and then I don't know if you remember this, but there was a Seinfeld episode where Jerry actually sang that song and he kind of mimicked the, uh, uh, the cartoon characters marching across the screen. So, so, uh, so not on, not on, yeah. Was so that, it, gets, it gets credit for uh, a Seinfeld reference too. Was that when they had, they had the Tweety Bird Pez dispenser? Was that that same? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but okay. But I know it was in it was in one of them ones, and, and he was he was proudly marching across the his apartment. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, I know it was a march too. It was a a closed fisted moving yeah. that arm across yep. your chest. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Okay, my number four. Um, don't know how you could have left this off, George, but you left it for me, and I'll take it. Yeah. So you'll notice that the professor and Marianne were mentioned in that that version. I was I was hoping that they would be, especially the since we so tragically that song. Yeah, they couldn't seem to squeeze in two more people, so they call them and the rest. And the rest, I know. Um, Poor Marianne and yeah. Professor. But and, and, and Denver, who played. Oh, 
I was just saying, and, and certainly since we so sadly have lost Marianne in, in recent days. Don Wells, Wells, how, how yeah. we all loved her. So Bob Denver, who played Gilligan, he demanded that in year two, the professional Marianne be included in All right, the song. so songwriters get on that. A um, couple other things. Um, the original theme song called for a six-hour ride. Not a three-hour oh. tour, but they okay. changed that. And John Williams, who legendary, you might be talking about. I would imagine so. Episode, uh, did Star Wars and uh, lots of the other good ones. He, no, 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 <laughs> don't get excited. He didn't write yeah. the theme song, but he did a lot of the in, the incidental music during no the kidding. seasons. If you can believe that. I'll John be darned. Williams. Yep. Okay. Well, all right. We're getting down to yep. it now, Georgie. This is your number three. And this is a great song. All right. No question about it. Oh, man, do, do I love me some 70s funk or, or what? Because, uh, you know, it's, man, really there's something about that that era and those songs, man. They were, they, you know, and, and the thing is, when that song was playing, the, uh, I think, I think the opening montage for, for SWAT had just as many explosions as, as the rest of the show probably had because, man, there was all sorts of action going on when that song was playing. So, yeah, that would, that would get you uh, charged up for sure. And I enjoyed that show. I remember I watched that show religiously. That was oh yeah, I think it was it was one of those shows that got a lot of criticism because they said it was way too violent. But hey, that's that's what we loved, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it made it. Okay, now here was your my number three was your weak attempt at number eight. And, uh, okay, a great song. I'm telling you. Beverly Hillbilly. 
Had oh yeah, that yeah that that is a, that is a great one for sure. Um, that tells you the whole story, and everybody knows the words of that song. It's Bubbling crude, um, yeah. In nineteen in nineteen sixty two, that charted on the uh, Billboard Country Singles. Well, and you know what? And I I often tell people that when in nineteen sixty six, we were just a little old con- Michigan country family and. But I tell people that in 1966 we loaded up the truck and and moved to Malibu. So, yep, yeah, you did. So we kind yeah. of followed the uh, the Clampets in in uh, in spirit. Yeah. Well done. Okay, here's another one with an iconic vehicle, and an iconic lead character, and a great song. Um, all things I like, but I just didn't get the yeah. song up there in my top ten. But it's your number right. two, and deservedly so. Oh, the Rockford Files. That that was a, I know that song charted uh, back in the seventies. I don't I don't know how high it got, but I think it charted pretty well. I remember hearing that song a lot, uh, and and a great show too. You know, I mean James Garner, uh, who's kind of like that that roguish uh, detective who's always kind of like, you know, getting himself in a in a pickle and having to find him find his way out. But that that song, uh, just you know, is just uh, for, forever associated with with yep. James Garner, uh, classic song. I used to watch that show with yeah. my dad all the time. And plus, James Garner was number one Oakland oh, yeah. Raiders fan, and I was number two. <laughs> so I like that about yeah, it absolutely. Okay. And your seventies. I, I can't get enough of it. Man. You can't. Okay, so we're gonna go back to my number two. Um, which, of course, is going to have words and tell you all about the show. So in case you hadn't seen the first 50 episodes, you'd be okay. Keep it 
Yeah. Green That's another Acres, another one of those songs that you know all the lyrics to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was, uh, you know, they had these, CBS did like this uh, country-themed country songs. They had a show. They went Petticoat Junction, yep. W. Hillbillies, and Green Acres. They were all, and then they all kind of fell out of favor at the same time. Yeah. And got cut away. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, they were big um, for a while. They were. The Green Acres theme song was the first uh, show to have the actual characters, the actors and actresses, sing oh, yeah. the opening song. They beat the uh, they beat okay. the monkeys. Okay, and they also year. beat uh, Archie and Edith. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, Vic Mizzy is the guy who wrote that song. I only mention that because he also wrote the Adams oh, Family song. Very good. So, so you're a big fan of his for sure. Vic Mizzy, yeah. top top ten <laughs> composers, yeah. Number one, right, here number we go. One, what could it be? We're going uh no words again, but it's cool. Here we go, Georgie. Oh man, I love me some Hawaii Five O. You know that that's that song. You can I can just listen to that uh, anytime. And here's here's what I here's kind of what I remember about that song. I would look for when Hawaii Five O was on, and I would turn it on, and I would watch that opening theme. And then I I don't remember ever watching the show. I just want I I love the theme so much. <laughs> I just wanted to watch it. And it was, it was enough. It was worth tuning into that. And then when the show was on, I didn't really care. And the only other thing I really know about Hawaii Five O is, is Bookum Dano, which I, which happened at the end of the show. So all I needed to really see was like the first minute and the last minute of the show, and that's basically everything I know about Hawaii Five O. But it's it's still it's just it's just, after all these years. That song's over fifty years old, and it man, it holds up to this day. Love it. So now during my band geek days, you played yeah. the Barney Miller song. We our reward was we got to play Hawaii Five O. Yeah, we had, had a good rehearsal, and we had had an extra two or three minutes before we had to leave. Man, it was Hawaii Five O, and that was oh yeah, that was a beautiful thing. All right, okay, George. This is clearly the number one song in the history of television, and you left it off your list. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe you don't <laughs> like kids or something.
That's a great. That. Whoa! Hey, look at look out, Walter White. Yeah. Little bones breaking dad. Well, it's an it's certainly another song. It tells you, it basically tells you everything about the show, right? In the song. So. Right. I go when I go. Who are these people? What What's their relation? Uh, you know what the heck's going on? You know, they look like they don't look like my original <laughs> husband. And so wife. what really happened? Yeah. No. And that, I figured it out. I I I think I. Either now, song is worthy again, of a number one, in my opinion. Sure. Yep. That's true. That's why we have lists. Um, another song where the writers' union got screwed, um, Sherwood Schwartz, who you've heard, you know, he's yep. a billion shows that we love. He <laughs> co-wrote that theme song. Um, the Brady Kids sang that song from the second season on, but some uh, group called the Peppermint Trolley Saying the scene, oh, I'll be darned. theme song in the first. Didn't season. know that. Yeah. Uh, you will be darned. Yep. So that's it, George. That's the top 10 TV theme songs. And I think we're going to roll this in. And our next episode will be yep. movie theme songs. And I'm sure it'll be just as great. And those songs probably have to they, play they tend, longer, those yeah. tend to go longer than 45 seconds. Yep. All right, man. Okay. That's all for now, Georgie. What's up? All right.